What's up, everybody? I'm wearing a blanket. This is UFC Roundup. It's cold down here in my basement. There's Michael Chiesa getting closer and closer to fight night. Michael, you still look good. You look fresh. You got your coffee. 286 just happened this past weekend in London. It was a success. We still have a new. We got a lot to talk about. We're mainly going to, of course, cover the epic main event and co-main event. Um, but first of all, how are you feeling? How's training camp? Let's always check in before fight night and see how you're doing. Yeah, training camp's good, man. This is my last day here in Vegas, so I'm gonna I'm gonna do my VO2 test today. So I'm sure you'll be interested in that, Paul, being the being the soon to be pro elite endurance athlete that you are. Uh, you know, so I got my VO2 test today, a little S and C, and then I'll hop on a plane, head back to the Pacific Northwest, and finish camp. But I feel good, man. I'm really I'm really excited for 287. I'm excited to get to Miami. Uh, you know, it's good to feel these, these feelings, these emotions, you know, and, and, uh, prepare for a fight and, and, uh, yeah, you know, what's on the docket for you though. Let's talk about, let's talk a little Paul Felder before we move on to UFC. A couple more days here, a couple more days at home with the family, then heading to San Antonio to call, um, Vera and, uh, San Hagen, which I'm very, mm. haven't oh. been to that part of Texas before. Um, bringing my bike, bringing everything with me because the following week is Oceanside. Ooh, baby. First race of the season, trying to um, to go crush that. Some What's of the- your weight? Because your biceps still look great. I mean, that's a big arm. Jeez. For just swimming, too, man. That's Ooh. a big arm. Those are two two very well-sized arms. Wow. Thank you. You, you got to have the biggest biceps in your division, you know. For- Triathletes? <laughs> some big dudes, but yes, the fast of the fast guys, I would say I have some of the some of the better upper body. Of yeah, the you look triathletes good. Look good mustache, fresh stash, looking great. Yeah, I just, uh, you know, the filming of Hacks, the, the, third, the third season got postponed a little bit right now, so I can... I can trim off the beard for a little bit for race season. It's a little more aerodynamic, you know. The yeah. wind kind of brushes off of the stash. I'm, I'm sure. I call it the poon broom, but <laughs> <laughs> whatever uh, you want to call it, <laughs> uh, flavor saver, the old flavor saver. Um, but yeah, so that's what I have going on. Oh, quick question about the uh, VO2. Are you doing that on a bike, aerodyne, or treadmill? They're gonna do it on the aerodyne. Um, yeah, smart. They don't, don't do wanna- it. Yeah, you know, this close to a fight, fly off the treadmill. Because if you, you know how it is when you truly do a good VO2 test, you can't run anymore. Well, if like the times I've done it, you know, and I did really well, you usually have a hook on you. Yeah, harness. And the times when I'm out of shape, I'll be like, I can feel the fatigue coming and I'll get off and be like, I feel like I could have done more. But when you're in good shape, I'm like, I feel like I could go forever. And then all of a sudden, it's like someone flipped the breaker on my body and I'm like, oh, yeah, everything's shutting down. And then you just fly off the treadmill. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Speaking Don't. of flying off the treadmill, <laughs> yeah. um, let, let's talk. Let's talk. Let's yeah. start with you. Want to start with main event? You want to go right into co-main event and then main event? Let's go main event. Let's yeah. start at the lot top. To, lot to unpack here. So, yeah. initially, what are your thoughts on a fight? It was very close. There's some controversy. Some people think Kamara won. Some people feel that the point deduction and all that. We're going to get into a little bit of that with the five rounds as well today. So. Just what did you think of both of their performances to start? Well, I mean, good on Leon to show it wasn't a fluke. I mean, and it it answered a question of mine, which was how bad, how bad was the elevation in Salt Lake City? Uh, I think that that his performance proved my theory to be right, that he really was compromised. I mean, Mm. Kamara's a guy that trains in Denver. He trains his elevation. He's used to that. Whereas Leon, you know, he's not only is he coming across the pond, but he's also going to elevation. So he looked good. Um, I did see 
some of the some of the situations Kamaru capitalized on in the first fight presented themselves. Leon found himself getting corralled at times, just a few times in this fight, comparative to the second fight. Um, getting corralled against the fence a little bit, but the counter wrestling was on point. I mean, he he was able to see Kamaru's shots coming. Like you can tell he really did his homework because he was attacking the hands before yep. Kamaru could fully get to the legs. So he did a good job keeping the hands disconnected. Did a good job attacking the legs. I know everybody knows about Kamaro's knees, and everybody you think that every fight people are going to go out and try to capitalize and attack the legs, attack the body. I feel like Leon was the first guy to really have a lot of success doing that. He his kicks were on point. He snuck that round five kill shot in or the head shot. Um, yeah. you know he snuck one in. Didn't have the same effect as it did in the second fight, but um, he just looked a step ahead. I mean, it, yeah. Kamaro's, you know, Kamaro had his moments. I had the fight a draw because of the point deduction i had a draw um and obviously there's a lot of people that are going to say i'm an idiot and what the heck was i watching but i know that there's other there's other peers of ours who watch a lot of fights that would agree with me it's a close fight i mean it was a it was a really it was a coin flip fight in that you know that the point deduction really i, I feel like it should have been a draw um but i feel like kamaru's efforts were looked a lot more labored than than leon leon looked a little more fluid he looked a step ahead Kamaro just looked like he just couldn't get that one step in front to to corral him. He just looked like Leon just looked like he was calling his shots as he was seeing him. Like Kamaro could not get his offense going without anything being like nothing was catching Leon off guard. Yeah, I I I do feel that Leon just seems so much more in control, and I just felt like on the feet. Kamara wasn't able to be as effective as he was in the first fight. I do think that the elevation did have a, a factor. I mean, I don't care who you are, where you're from. When you fight at that kind of elevation, it's going to have some sort of impact if you do not train at all at elevation, whereas Kamara obviously does. That was not – like, he didn't feel anything. You know what I mean? When you go from Denver to Utah, that I think Denver is even higher, actually. Mm -hmm. So he probably felt benefits of it, mm -hmm. if anything, because I know – uh, they could be around the same. I'm not exactly sure. I know we can ask Morgan where exactly. They are in Colorado either. Morgan. Where Shout is um, Whitman's gym exactly? You know, I think they're. I know. I don't. I don't want to guess. Be wrong. Onyx, I think, is like Deerfield or something like that. Yeah. So wherever, wherever the hell that is. Wherever the hell but, that is. Again, that defense, like you talked about, studying and being prepared even more for the second time around from Leon, man. He let himself get caught a few times where Kamara mm -hmm. really capitalized well and was able to control, but no real damage was ever done. You know, I really mm -hmm. did feel like the damage was coming from Leon. I think the fence grab was stupid. Almost yeah, blew dude. him the fight completely. And, and, and again, in some opinions, probably should have at least gotten the fight to a draw. I think it was one of those fights where if it had gone to Kamaro, I might've been like, Oh, okay. Uh, you know? Yeah, sure. There was a close fight, especially with a point deduction. If it would have gone to Leon, like it did, I, I had no arguments with, with it going really either way or a draw. I mean, it's a, with three judges scoring it and taking that, that round into consideration. I, I'm, was that round three? Did that yeah, happen? It was round three. Yeah. And some people had it. 2-0 going into that third round, correct? Yeah. Other people had a 1-1 yeah. and then had Leon winning that round. Did anybody have Leon winning that third round, or did everybody have that at 10-8 for Kamal? I can't remember. I, that's a tough call. I don't know. And I you see really... Denver is 5,279 feet. So if Step they're anywhere up. near that elevation, they're coming from – he's coming from 
a higher elevation to a lower elevation where he will feel yeah, yeah. a thousand less in salt lake city so that that's a big i mean that's you're not noticing much but you're certainly not noticing it anything worse than every day that you're training yeah um and i i I just think the the control, the octagon control, and when Leon would defend those takedowns, man, he did a good job of fighting the hands, getting on and circling back out away from the cage. Yeah. That's when he was doing his most effective work. And you're right. When you're facing a wrestler, a lot of guys get a little bit wary about throwing that many leg kicks. Man, we all kept, and the commentators kept thinking, okay, here comes that head kick because he's chopping the legs so much. But yeah. I think that also got into Kamaru's head that he was so worried about that one coming upstairs, yeah. He was able to just batter the body and the legs and the forearms of Kamaro. And I'm excited to see what happens with Leon if he when he gets to. I mean, obviously it's going to be Colby, they're saying, but I want to see him fight another striker at this point to see him have that kind of a thing. But it's going to be a very similar fight if he fights Colby Covington. What do you think about that? Let's get right into that then. Uh, you know, well, and what one thing round three to Leon, nine nine. The the one two. last thing I'll say on the, the performance for Kamaru is the one thing that surprised me is there was zero. Like you could see that when, when Kamaru would level change, like Leon would instantly turn his hip and drop his hands. Like he, he would get the jump on Kamaru's takedowns and immediately turn his hip and drop his hands to, to keep Kamaru's hands disconnected. I was really surprised Kamaru didn't throw any fakes. Yeah. Like not one I'm fake thinking. shot to get him to turn his hip, come up with the hook, left yeah. cro- or the right cross. Like he like the, the same combo he threw and knocked out Masvidal would have been set up perfect with some level changes. But when you talk Colby, Colby's a different fight. Col- this is where I agree. Styles that. make fights, and you put these guys in like a trifecta. I think Kamaro beats Colby. You know, eight times out of ten, even though their fights are they're close. I think Kamaro kind of has his number. But I think Colby presents a whole different set of problems for Leon because southpaw. He, he's got he's a southpaw, so it takes away those 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 strong side attacks, uh, and he could push a he could he could push a faster pace. Like Kamaro, Kamaro has a high pace as well, and I think Kamaro's stronger. But, but I agree, Colby's faster. Gas tank and speed. He's a little smaller than both guys. I yes, think. but but with that bit of size disadvantage, you're right. He fully uses that to his advantage, man. Listen, say what you want about the guy. The dude marches forward and fights in your face the whole freaking. Oh time. yeah, I was. I'm friends with his uh, former college coach Kevin Roberts. Um, shout out to Kev. Um, and he said that Colby, even all through college, had a, a third lung. Like this yeah. is a guy that was just like. That was one of his best weapons. So this isn't something that's that came through his MMA career. He's just oh. born. Some guys are just born with it. Dude, some guys have a gas. Yeah, and Colby can. And Colby will chain wrestle. Like yeah. Kamara would get to the legs, put some effort in, and then start to climb up to the body, and then they would disengage. Like Colby will throw himself into offensive wrestling situations and be very stubborn there because he can, because he doesn't have to worry about fatigue. He can yeah. go from a single to a double to a body lock to a single to a double in a fight really sequence them together and not have like that. There's nothing more exhausting in a fight, Paul, than like, than putting in a ton of effort for takedowns and not getting them. It yes. really saps your life bar, it saps your confidence, but it, it, it does, that doesn't apply to Colby Covington. So I think it presents, it could, it could put Leon in that situation where it doesn't matter if they're fighting in Salt Lake city, if they're in London, wherever Colby can make it feel like Leon's fighting at elevation again, because he can push that kind of high pace. 
Yeah. So, um, and yeah, I guess that. I guess that's who's next. I guess that's the yeah, next guy. Yeah, we're gonna guys. get into that. I think that's one of our yeah. questions. Today. So it is. So we'll I've got to. I got to hold back. Yeah, <laughs> pump the brakes. We're gonna get into it later because we will discuss more importantly in a little bit. We're gonna discuss whether that's the right move. Did certain people get overlooked? Should it have happened that way? What our mm. opinions are on that? But that is what's next. It does present a whole slew of yeah. problems. Uh, you can tell it's not exactly the fight that Leon Edwards would have liked to have seen next. I feel like as the champion, he would have liked to maybe be a little bit more involved in calling those shots. And yeah. Sometimes the promotion just uh, does that for you. But let's get into the co-main. So real quick, let's recap. We we both kind of think that it was really close. You thought yeah. it would have probably been edged to draw because of that third round. Yeah. I, I, I agree it could have been a draw, but I'm not I'm not unhappy with the decision. Um, yeah. I love both guys. I think they're both fantastic, but it was nice to see Leon win a huge fight at home after all the yeah. bad luck he's had in his career. I know Bilal will be mad at me for even saying anything nice about <laughs> Leon because he wants to get at him so bad. But again, we're going to cover yeah. that later. But yeah. and Fazee, man. Oh, dude. Man, what a fight. What a if fight. I, the one guy on the roster wow. that the UFC is like, shoot, we need a fight that's going to deliver. Guaranteed. There's yeah. one dude to call on this roster. <laughs> <laughs> and it's freaking Justin Gaethje. It might right. be Rafael Fazeev as well. But yeah. Gaethje is the one that makes those fights the way they are. And yeah. he just seemed dialed the F in. And I even said it to, to my wife. I said, Christine, I was watching him throughout the the um, the embeddeds. And the and yeah. this is I kind of caught up on everything after our show. Yeah. And I was like, I feel like I made the wrong decision. Yeah. I don't want to put it out there. Yeah. You know what? That... You know, for for Gaethje, the, that's the guy he should have been when he fought Charles Oliveira. Yeah. That's the guy that could have beat him. He just like there's such a stark contrast. And when you watch how he fought Charles compared to how he fought Fazeev, like Fazeev is he's a way harder puncher. There's no way. I mean, Charles hits hard. Charles is a hard hitter, but there's no way he hits harder than Fazeev. And, and you just didn't see Gaethje over faster. No, he didn't. He didn't see Gaethje overthrow himself. You know, like in the Charles fight, he's throwing that left hook yeah. with reckless abandonment. Like he just that measured approach from Justin. What we saw, that was like that's the guy that you're like, okay, that that guy could be that that version of Justin Gaethje could be anybody could be a champ. on a roster to 155 pounds. That measured approach, he just is is his he was able to absorb good shots, and I think that. I think that when he fights more composed and doesn't throw so wild, I think that he's able to absorb those shots a little better. Maybe he sees him coming better, mm -hmm. sees him coming more. But, dude, that was incredible. I mean, anytime Gaethje fights, it's always the same response and, out of me. That was incredible. And you know, bro, he, he's a phenomenal fighter. He shot a takedown. Yeah. Now, listen, I don't think he 100% invested it and he yeah. didn't chain really off of it. But yeah. Just to shut up everybody who says he doesn't shoot any takedowns, Justin went out there, he shot a takedown, and guess what? Even if it's just to get in the head of his opponent for just a second, because they yeah. feel that, right? So even yeah. if you D it up and you go, oh, shit, if that was a little bit better time, yeah, he might have gotten that takedown. And you see how Justin hammers people on the feet. Imagine if he – I'm telling you. I'm not being a critic, Justin. I, I'm one of your biggest fans, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, my God. I, I really do think you're a world champion material. If you could just mix in every now and then, get on top and land some just with the ferocity that he fights on the feet, if he could use his wrestling to get on top. But he he looked unbelievable on the feet. 
He looked more measured, like you talked about. Yeah. He saw things coming. He had to deal with a lot of speed early on. That guy, Fazim's as fast as a bantamweight. I'm like, that guy, his hand speed is incredible. It's, it, he's, I mean, he he loses no stock. Like, he, a fight like that, like, you handle that, that version of Justin Gaethje and you're able to go the distance, like, and still be and still be in the fight like not like michael chandler like i'm gonna put my hands down and headbutt punches yeah. like no he stayed he stayed very much in the fight uh yeah. i think for gaethje with the wrestling i think that it's just his his stance i think for him to he fights a little more erect he's very he's, you know if he's not he doesn't really have a low wide stance so maybe it's harder for him to get to those takedowns but I like that he was able to use the jab. You know, it's it's, it's that certain... jab, dude, that messes people's faces up. So I think, nice. I think back to the Tony Ferguson fight when he ended him basically with that jab, where Tony had to shake it off. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I think the way he steps and uses his whole body when he snaps into that jab, and it works perfectly for him to set up the leg kicks because he can feint them, come back with the jab, yeah, and then leg kick, and instead of the jab, he can come with that mean left hook he's got. I just think that time off and having to go against an up and coming contender with all this hype behind him really motivated Justin to want to go in there and just silence the critics yeah. for himself, for his coaches, for his legacy to go out there and be like, listen, I'm I'm where I'm at for a damn reason. It doesn't yeah. matter who you put in front of me. And for Fazeev, yeah, he's gonna be back. I think yeah. that was a great fight. He's posting about it. He's showing all the damage. He's loving it. He loved that fight with Justin. So I think yeah. I think we're going to see him learn a lot from that experience, having finally really faced the top of the top at lightweight. It's win-win for both guys. We get yeah. to see Justin go on, and we're going to talk again. I think we're going to discuss what, what should yeah, happen that's next a, that's in that fight picture later, too. But just as far as a fight is concerned, you can tell Justin Gaethje's got just kind of disgusting power, right? Because mm-hmm. Fazeev was obviously faster was landing huge body shots. But when Justin would land on the face, it split open his opponent every time. And that's because it just, that makes me think when he hits, it's dense and it's solid when Justin lands his shots. It's not only that too. Have you ever noticed he lands with his knuckles a lot? Yeah. Like he, he throws like that. Like for people that don't know, like when you're training MMA and you wear what we call puffies, which are MMA sparring gloves or like a MMA glove, with a little more padding. Yeah. You always chew your partners out for knucking you, for punching you yeah. without your hand turned over, yeah. hitting you with this part. Hey, Justin, oh, man, Justin always good. lands with his knuckles. Like he always is like, he'll throw a hook. Yeah, it kind of throws it like. And it's good. turned over. It's got mad power, but he always lands with these. And those always lump you up. You always get little cuts. Yeah. They, 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 they still hurt. possess a lot of power, but they freaking hurt. I just think that for Justin, I, I believe him when he says, and you'll always say like, you know, when a fighter's like, I'm not making an excuse, but oh, I, you know, I, I wasn't doing this for myself. I, I, I was trying to do this for other people. And, you know, he, that, that Oliveira fight, you know, he's like, I was in Arizona. I wanted to win this title for, for everybody in the crowd and all yep. my Arizona oh, natives. Wow. And, and that's why he, he, he attributes that as to why he came up short against Charles. But for him to just be like, you know, I'm doing this for me now. I'm going to do this for me. I need to stay within myself, stay composed. Uh, and for him to do that and still maintain that style of fighting that we've grown to love is, is, it's usually rare to see that. Cause usually when a fighter's like, Hey, I need to do, I need to fight my way. I need to do what's best for me. 
usually it kind of takes away from the, their the, their excitement factor. Yeah, his remained very much intact. So that's oh. that's very impressive. Did they get the bonus? Yeah. So he's got eleven now. <laughs> Five hundred. Yeah. What a guy. The bonus hunter. The bonus machine. It's. it's I mean, it's really incredible, man. It's not easy to do that, right? No. And it's not easy to do that, and then also still. still day successful yeah you, know, you can be in a fight of the nights and things start to dip down you can win yeah. some bonuses and then we just don't hear from that guy anymore because he yeah. was really exciting but he didn't win justin manages to do it and win more often than not yeah really is there any other fights on the card that stood out to you oh man yeah um there was quite a few let me i'll jump out right away first i'm gonna pull up the card yeah i'm gonna jump out right away and give a big shout out to Muhammad Makayev for her. Oh, bro, yes. <laughs> yeah, man. The knee. The knee. Unbelievable. I'm thinking, you know, Michael Bisping made a very good point. And he's on that note with Michael Bisping, everybody needs to get off his ass about the commentary thing. You guys don't <laughs> I don't even know how hard that is because I haven't been in your guys' position, but I can't you you can never do anything right. The the I feel like the commentators get as much grief. As the refs, you guys need to ease up on my boy Michael Bisping. But he made a good point. Like, what kind of damage did you do to your knee battling through that knee bar? I mean, that was – I couldn't watch. I, I turned around. I was like, I can't see this. I don't want to see someone's leg break like two weeks, three weeks before my fight. Like, it's the last thing I need to see. It just I'm, – I'm squeamish. For as many years as I've been following mixed martial arts, I'll admit yeah, that, it. That stuff is gross. When you watch – I'm squeamish with that stuff. Out, yeah, that was bad. But yeah, so I just want to give a big shout out to him just to display in the toughness, the durability, you know, and with all due respect, a little stupidity, but you know what, whatever it takes to win. And, and I love what he said thereafter when he's like, you know what? Yeah, my knee hurt, but it wouldn't have hurt as much if I would have tapped. The heartbreak would have hurt a lot worse. So I want to give a big shout out to that young man. Four fights in 12 months. Yeah, man. Dude's a dude's a legit contender at 125 pounds. Dude, there's so many fights that kind of stood out. I could be here all day, but um, I mean, shout out to Gunnar Nelson, who's back in the win column. Yeah. Um, Marvin Vittori and Roman Delizzi had a very close fight, I thought. Yeah. Um competitive Jack Shore with a big submission win. That's a big win to get a submission win over Makwan Americani. Yeah. Um, a, another fight that was insane early on was uh where is it at? Oh, like earlier, Lerone Murphy and yeah. Santos. Did you watch that thing? Yeah, Santos showed up to win. Oh, like buddy. some people show up to England like to, just to fight just and to like do their point. best. He showed up to win. Like that guy did not care who he was fighting. That he's a fellow countryman and Lerone. I mean, you want to talk about a top prospect? Like that guy's legit. Kids, are, kids strike the, the striking on display between those two. I mean, just everything was on display. That, but that yeah. was really awesome fight early on luckily it's in london so the crowd was there pretty early on from the night because man if you miss that one which is easy to do if you're if you've got stuff going on especially for us here in the u.s that would have been pretty early on during the day or the morning to catch that one but i had had the early prelims on running around and doing stuff and i yeah i made it a point because i'd mentioned him beforehand on our last week on our podcast that i wanted to see him fight and uh santos brought it to him in every which way possible. But I did think that Murphy squeezed out that decision. I thought it was uh, accurate. But again, a successful, amazing pay-per-view. 15 fights, I think. I think all 15, maybe, or 14. I think one fight might have fallen off, um, if that. But it's successful. 
you know what one thing I want to say before you because I know we're probably gearing up to move on to five rounds, yeah, but there's one thing rounds. I want to say for yeah. Marvin Vittori. Yeah. Close fight. And I think given that you know, everyone with the welterweight title picture being a big topic of discussion, it the pre-fight pressers and the post-fight pressers and all that. And it being announced that Hamza Chamayev's moving to 185. I think Marvin Vittori might have punched his ticket to the big fight. I think that I think that he's going to be the next guy for Hamzat Chimaev. I think that yeah. that's just like you know how they you know how they want to play Hamzat. You know, yeah. they want to give him the slow play, but they want to give him the they right want fight. To give him a good guy right away. And I think that Marvin Vittori might have punched his ticket to a fight with Hamzat Chimaev. And hey, I'm here for it. That's I'm here for it too. And if Marvin, you know, he's he's like I said, wants nothing more than to get himself back into the title picture. Well, yeah, buddy. You go and beat Hamza, you can say whatever. You can call for whatever you want after a big fight like that. Yeah, absolutely. Let's get right into it. Let's get into five rounds. I think we got a lot of fan questions. We reached out. uh, I reached out a little late. I apologize, but let's Mm -hmm. bring up the first one, guys. Don't forget, just send them our way every week. Who's next for Jack Shore? Speaking of which, we were just talking about this young man uh, at 145. Remember, he was ranked at 15. Um, and who out of the 135ers should take that number 15 spot that he would be leaving behind now that he is at featherweight? Um, we were just talking about this a second ago. I think Jack Shore should probably get somebody in the ballpark of where he was at originally ranked at uh, Bantamweight because he moved over successfully to 145 pounds again. Looked great against a very high caliber opponent who's, you know, had a back and forth record recently. But Maquan Americani is no joke, especially in the grappling department. And for Jack Shore to go in there and submit him, that's very impressive. I mean, if you look at the bottom of the featherweight division, you got Edson, Alex Caceres, and Dan Ige, all fights that I think match up great for, for Jack Shore. What do you think, Michael? For Jack Shore, I think, you know, Maquan's a guy, you know, I think he, at one point in time, I think he was in the top 15. Um, you know, he's just a guy that, ha- that has name value in the UFC. Like people know who he is. And I think you got to kind of continue with that trajectory with Jack Shore, because, you know, like, you know, Jack, like we said, Jack Shore was ranked at 135 pounds. You get ranked, obviously they, they think you're a contender, you know, you, your, your body of work has proven that you're, you can jump into that upper echelon of the division to start battling the guys that are, you know, jockeying their way closer to a title shot. Uh, I think we to give him a ranked guy. I don't think he's not that he's not ready. I just think it's not the right move for the guys that have been there before. But I say give him someone with a name. I say give him Duho, Duho Choi. I think that that you know Duho Choi, he's got a he's got a name. You know he's a Hall of Famer. You know he still has tread left on his tires, and he showed that in the Kyle Nelson fight. Uh, and I mean Styles make fights. That's a tremendous fight. So I I say like a Duho Choi, maybe a Lando Venata, like somebody that people know, somebody that the fans know, a fan friendly fight. And somebody uh, that will bring the fight to him in, in more ways than one. I agree. I, I think somebody yeah. on the feet, obviously, Maquan is more of a uh, a grappler, wrestler, uh, good submission. So maybe somebody, like you said, that's got some explosive stand-up. Now, Jack Shore's kind of faced a lot of it, 135 pounds. But you got you want to test him, I agree, with somebody that can really pop on the feet at, at a different weight class. And I know he's fought at 45 before, but it seems like this wants to be his permanent home now. So testing him and there's lots of, I know we're going to have some shows potentially coming back up over in Europe. I don't know where, I don't think they've been secured yet as far as location wise, but if he's healthy, it could be a pretty quick turnaround and get Jack Shore right back in there. Yeah. And when they, in, in the the back half of that question, when he's asking uh, you know, who should, who should take his spot, 
that's a tough one to say. You know, I'm kind of skimming over um, some of the guys on the roster. You know, um, it's kind of hard to say who takes that 15 spot. Um, maybe a Cody Gar- Cody Garbrandt, maybe just coming off a win. Davey Grant just came off a big win. It's just kind of mm-hmm. it's hard to say. My focus has been so much on the top 10 because it's just so stacked in that weight class that it's hard for me to uh, say who should be asserted into that 15 spot. But yeah, uh, oh, Martinez the, is in there now. He was not ranked before and now he's 14. Is is Stamen in there? Stamen. Cody. Yeah, yeah. Uh no. Maybe throw a Stamen in there. Another guy that's gonna be there soon enough. I'm looking at Javid Boshrot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's lots of guys that can fly right said, in. There. That's a fun, that's a fun weight class. It's an unbelievable weight class. All right, next. Next, Morgan. Next, Morgan, what do you got? Did Kamar Usman seem a step behind from his previous performances, or was Leon Edwards so technically brilliant that he was able to shut down Usman's offense before he could in, uh, initiate his game plan effectively? Hmm. Um, go ahead, Michael. Yeah, you know, I kind of touched on that. You know, Kamaro did seem uh, – he did seem a little bit – I don't know if it's him – let me retract what I was about to say – Either Kamaru looked a step behind, like I said earlier, or maybe Leon just was a step ahead. You know what I mean? Maybe this, maybe that is the same Kamaru that we've seen throughout his title reign, but Leon was just that much better. It's really hard to say, and I think that that will be proven in Kamaru's next fight. I think we'll we'll find out if Kamaru has fallen a step behind when he steps away from Leon Edwards for his next fight, and we can see him away from him. Then we'll know okay, either he was a step behind and that wasn't his best day, or maybe, you know, maybe Leon's just that guy. Maybe Leon's just, he he's, like Teddy Atlas said, you know, he got the belt and became 30% better. Who knows? Um, but, it, like I said, that remains to be seen. We'll see what, who who Kamaro fights next. Um, did they ask who he should fight next? Was that part no, of the question? No, I think that's in another, um, okay, it might well, be in one of the other. I'll keep parts. my mouth shut. Because, I have a tough time doing that sometimes. And, and it's going to be refreshing, I think, for Kamaro. If he does have to fight down the ranks and just go fight somebody else, and maybe we'll talk about that in a little bit. Because fought Colby, mm-hmm. fought Masvidal, Burns. fought Leon. These are all guys that he's fought multiple times. So yeah, um, I'm sure he's probably thinking, all right, let me get some fresh faces in here if possible. Yeah. Um, I do think that he looked a bit slower than usual. And I don't know if there's some, those knees are starting to bother him more than usual, or if Leon was just on point, but to me, he did seem just like that age and the knees are starting to show just a little bit. All right. Next one, the confusion of the ref taking a point away and not giving the position back. Uh, In that case, late in fights, fighters down on points, on their back should be grabbing the fence to get back to their feet. Okay, so here's- I'll let you take the reins on this, Paul, because you made a very, very good point. The- and you've been in those meetings. I haven't. And we and we just had this exact situation happen with Eric Nixick's corner when he was cornering um, Rafael Asuncao. Yep. So Asuncao was going for the takedown against Davy Grant in a fight that he was pretty clearly up, but Davy Grant was starting to have some momentum in the third round. He shoots the takedown. He doesn't get the takedown. There's a fence grab. And they end up in a weird position, but the the fight never actually ended up in a position on the ground. So they started them back on the feet, but Keith took a point. Now, 
they can't restart you where they don't know where you're going to end up or where you ended up. Now, if you were in a double leg and you were going to end up on your back and blatantly grab the fence and you start to go down, maybe it's a little easier for them to reset. But if somebody's actually working themselves back up from their back with the fence, the referee is for sure going to just put you back where you were beforehand. This is where it gets muddy is the takedown never really happens because of the fence grab. Do we take a point and just assume where the position would be? This is where it's muddy. So that the person asking that has a good question, but it's not as clear cut as just, oh, everybody should just do that and lose a point. Um, but that is what happened in that Davy Grant fight where Eric wanted it down on the ground. And we were all thinking, why isn't it down on the ground? And then the referees were explaining to us, well, because we took a point instead because there was no clear cut. It's a lot of confusion, man. It's one of those weird gray areas where it's like, the person did get punished, but they didn't get put into a bad position. So it's almost like you can't do both. Yeah, you know, and the tough thing is is when it's happening in a transition. So it's like, even if, like, let's say it's, uh, you know, Kamaro's instance, Leon's kind of like about to get taken down, and he's not down, but he's not on his feet. He's in yeah. the transitional phase. Yeah. You can't restart a fight there. You know, it's like... Uh, prime, yeah. It, it's, it's really hard to do that. So I think, I don't think it's as great... Since you explained it, Paul, before we got on the show, it made sense to me because I was like, what the heck? You know, like, why isn't it on the ground? That makes no sense. I mean, the, the fence grab obviously stopped Leon from, you know, his back hitting the mat. Yeah. But when you explained it that way, it's like, well, then then it doesn't make it really gray anymore because that is the right thing to do. You take a point and you got to start back on the feet because that's essentially the, that was the last concrete position you were in before the for fence the foul. Yeah. yeah. So I think that that, that makes a lot of sense. And I, and I don't feel that that's wrong. I think that yeah. that's the right thing to do. Now, if the fight was on the, we'll see as time goes on, if a fighter's on the ground, let's say shrimps to the fence, starts to climb up and pull his way back to his feet. Then you would see, I would think a ref would say, no, you're back on the mat. You're losing a point. I, I would going put back you to the back mat. in the position you were last seen in the ref's eyes before you were grabbing the fence. Yeah. So yeah. if you were in guard and then got up, started grabbing the fence and yeah. pulled up, hipped out and got up, then I would yeah. start. Yeah. But I'm going to talk to the um, some of the refs maybe this week in San Antonio, and especially if there's some of the ones like Keith and those guys, because I'm yeah. not out to get, I'm not, I'm not saying anything was wrong. And I even talked to Eric too. And he's like, listen, I was just really, I was upset, man. It's like, it was a fight that Rafael was probably going to retire off of. He was going yeah. to win and nothing against Davey Grant, who's a monster. I love that guy. Yeah. Great guy. How do you know, like, weird he's such a good guy. Yeah, he's, he's, like, he's, he's a good dude, family dude, and just yeah. hard as shit, man. Hard. And Nick Six just a passionate coach. You want to talk about guy. a guy that loves coaching, loves that yeah. wants to do everything in his power yep. to give his athletes the best opportunity to succeed, to win. So he's going to fight for you. So he's going to fight for you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Nixon. I want to talk to him too the next time I see him. I'm not sure if he's going to be in San Antonio. On he probably is. He's at where he's. Yeah. He, him or somebody from each. I'll see Eddie <laughs> or, or, or somebody. Yeah. Uh, uh, Dewey Cooper will be there with his fucking with his finger up. <laughs> I asked him about the finger. I go, what's with the finger? And he's like, he said he's he's been doing it since he's was a kickboxer. And he's got like some tattoo or scar or something on his arm. Yeah. It kind of goes hand in hand with the finger thing. And I'm I like, I love it, gonna, man. Hey, he's there shoulder for goes with Eric. Those dudes are there for you, right? They're just, yeah. My finger in the air, my baby. Dude. Like you I'm just going. don't care. <laughs> All right. Next Morgan. Who do you think is now? Here we go. Hey, 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 hey here we go. Take this one then, Michael, since uh, we were about to discuss this anyway. 
Okay, well, let's make this fun. Is it you? Uh, you know, I'll start. Yeah. Hey, now, you know, we didn't bring that up. Yeah, me. Why not me? Come on. I get past the leech who's a dude. I got a tough fight on my hand, so I can't really look too far ahead. But hey, Kamaru needs a dance partner. I'm here for it. I mean, I was close, you know, uh, before I fought Vicente Luque, you know, me and Kamaru had a little conversation at the PI and I said, hey, you know, if you're looking for someone. Ali's got my number. Tell him to give me a call. Um, you know. Connor fighting or no, sorry. I was trying to throw Connor in, but I forgot you brought him up earlier. We brought up Connor. We brought up Charles. So we're we good. Got, we're we're good, good there. So I can get right to the, the meat and potatoes. <laughs> I think that Kamaro should fight wonder boy. I think that wonder boy is in this position where he kind of made it known after the Kevin Holland fight. Like I'm not going to fight Shavkat Rachmanov. I'm not going to fight an up and comer. I'm not going to fight a guy whose style doesn't appeal to me. Like I'll, I'll fight when I want to fight. Yeah. Um, and I know that he did come out on social media. I saw a tweet and that's what kind of made it got my hamster wheel turning in my, in my little pea brain. Um, <laughs> and I thought, wow, that's a great fight because wonder boy really was knocking on the door of fighting. He, said he, he mentioned that he was interested. He, he in mentioned that okay. he was interested in fighting him. So and it makes and sense. he was, he was close to that fight at one point in his career. And I think it's just be fun. I mean, who doesn't tune in for a wonder boy fight and kind of, you know, circling back to what I said before, uh, we need to put Kamaru in there with someone different, yeah. someone he hasn't fought because he's fought so many of the, uh, the guys at the top of the heap. And Wonder Boy, I feel like, was like the one guy that, you know, he he's still, you know, clamoring outside of the top five, right on the outside as we speak. Um, I think it's a fight that makes sense just because Kamaru's fought everybody else. And I, I think it'd be a heck of a fight. And he still, you know, he, he still poses problems for the former champ. So I think that, I think that'd be a tremendous fight. Well, Anytime you're taken out with a head kick and then you're facing Wonder Boy, you, that you're going to have problems presented to you because he could do that yeah. kick from any stance he wants. He could do it on one leg, do a karate jump roundhouse kick, and do that kick. He'll wheel but, kick you in the pocket. Like I wonder, incredible. I wonder why he's so interested in that. Only I only say that because if he doesn't want to fight some of these top contenders, does that mean he's not interested in the belt anymore? He just wants fun fights because if you fight the number one contender coming off the loss to the champion yeah you're obviously putting yourself you go and beat kamar usman you're you, fighting leon edwards you're fighting you're, you're getting in there but yeah he probably looks at that now and thinks well that's a fight that would make some sense to me yeah now that Kamaro, but i guess he figures i got to get past Kamaro though to even get into that consideration for for that fight but Kamaro is finally looking beatable uh, He's looking beatable, but I, I, I don't want to go on a limb and out on a limb and say that yet because he just lost no, a, a coin that flip mean, fight to Leon that Edwards. But mean that you're saying that he's still not an unbelievable fighter. Yeah. But he's obviously looking beatable if he's just been beaten twice in a row, right? That's, yeah. that's not, to me, that's not saying that somebody's, listen, there, there's times in your career where you're going to look like the boogeyman. We've all been there where we've been on crazy win streaks, right? He was yeah. just on a really long one. Yeah. And it, it got so he is looking beatable. Does that mean yeah. he can't reverse all that and change our yeah. mind? Of course not. But you're right. No, he there are chinks in his arm right now. He looked yeah. a little slower and he's yeah. been beaten twice. Whether you agree with the second one or not, it yeah. was still very close. And yeah. he got beat. There's a lot of I think there's a lot of guys at the top of the heap that seeing Kamaro lose are like giving them hope, like, oh, I can go win the title. Like I, I think guys like 
you know, Wonder Boy being one of them. Colby. I mean, you saw Colby's reaction in the oh, crowd when Leon on. won. He just about he just about jumped out of his cheap suit. I mean, <laughs> he was like, "Yes, like Finally. somebody I might be able to beat." Like, <laughs> I don't have to fight that guy again. I don't have to fight that guy again. Like, yeah. So I think uh, it makes it makes the division more exciting. So Wonder Boy Usman, I say book it, book it, book it. Book I'm it. I'm, uh, I'm with you in discussing it more now, but I think that Wonder Boy's got to be ready for. If you go and win that, man, you're it. You're or maybe you're that's it. what he's thinking too. You know what? F it. I'm gonna go in there. If I lose, maybe I fight a couple more times. Maybe yeah. I don't. But yeah. if I win, and Leon's still there holding that belt, we have a nice stand-up battle. It's a fight. Yeah. Win. Yeah. But Le- you know what? People belt? forget too. People forget Leon can grapple. Yes. We we people. I think that that can't be that, that can't be, be a overlooked. Fight where Leon, I think, would absolutely bust out some wrestling. Yeah, he'd be, be a, he'd be a fool not to. We saw what happens if you engage in a pure striking battle with Wonder yeah. Boy. His fight with Holland, I was you like, end up with lumps on your face, baby. <laughs> end up with lumps on your face. Yeah, for sure. All right, next. That was a good one. I like that. We, yeah. we can talk about Kamaro. I mean, he's been such a dominant champion. Uh, your opinion on Colby getting with your here we go. This is this perfectly. is we could do a whole show on this one, buddy. Yeah, your opinion on Colby getting that shot over Bilal, and after Justin's win, who do we put? up for the title shots at lightweight because it seems like the same small group of guys is getting the shots over and over again. I mean, but there's a reason for that, obviously, right? A, promotional value, and B, I mean, when the same guys at the tippy top keep, you know, lose one, win, win, they just keep rotating. These new guys, look at Tony Ferguson, man. I say it all the time. In the lightweight division, welterweight division, now bantamweight division, these are divisions where you're going to have to be ready to win potentially anywhere from seven to, to freaking 12 fights in That's order crazy. to go and get your shot. You know, the first thing I'm going to jump out and say is it should be Bilal. I mean, uh, to me, the body of work, I feel like he's earned it. Um yeah, I know that Colby's a name. I think I know for promotional purposes he's the guy, and Colby's put this stick together that whether you love him or you hate him, you tune in. But I just feel like good, honest work can't be overlooked, and I feel like that's that's what Bilal has done. He's put his he's put his nose to the grindstone. I mean, he's and got, there's a story there. See, that's where that. Then there's the story. Yes, you know, like there's you know unfinished I mean? business. There's unfinished it's a, it was a no contest, and I don't care if people want to say. Oh, well, you know, Leon looked like he was winning that fight before the IPO. It doesn't matter. There's still a storyline. And Bilal Muhammad is a cardio freak. And that was a five-round fight. And anything could have happened beyond that. You know, we, 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 there's still unfinished business. And I feel like for Bilal, we need to look at the people he's beat. He beat, knocked out Sean Brady, beats Vicente Luque, beats Wonderboy Thompson, beats Damian Maya. Like he's beating ranked guys, good, legit guys. That are winning, they're streaking. He's like, doing what he's supposed to be doing, especially right? the Sean Brady fight. Yeah, he, he delivered what him. they wanted. He delivered and, what they wanted. They wanted, a, they wanted a finish. Go yeah. out and finish somebody, and you yeah. finished an undefeated prospect that nobody wants to fight. Nobody and, wants to fight. Exactly. And if anybody knows Sean, you know both these guys like the back yeah. of your hand. That's a that's a big win. That's a very, very big win. And I feel like it's a huge win to do it the way he did in particular. If you go out there and you beat Sean any which way, it's a big win. Sean's a stud and he's a young guy and he's up and coming. And Bilal, you know, could have argued, ah, screw that. I'm going to sit out. I'm not going to take this fight. But it was in Abu Dhabi. He got some of the things he wanted. He wanted to go over yeah. there and fight. Yeah. And he won impressively. And I, I do think that 
Bilal is getting a bit shafted here. No doubt about yeah, it. Yeah, he's getting the short end of the stick. Um, I see. Your I reward see. is Shavkat Rachmanov. Yeah. <laughs> wow, thanks. Yeah, here you go. Here you <laughs> go. He got this kid. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was going to say, what? then what does Bilal get? I mean, this guy's been clamoring for a fight. He just wants to fight. He wants to stay active. He obviously wants the belt. He was willing to fight Colby on that card as well. He's been screaming for Colby. But Colby's, I mean, I'm not necessarily in agreement with all the things going on, but he was smart. He knew that this was probably on the table, right? Hey, I'm going to go over. I'm going to be a backup. And if I do that successfully, especially if it's Leon, then yeah. I'm getting that shot. I think that what they should have done is, you know what? Let let Burns and Masvidal play out, okay? Yeah. Let you, that one play yeah. out because, you know, if you're going to let that one play out before you commit to something, because I would be more, if Masvidal was able to upset Burns, I would much rather watch Masvidal and Leon than I would Colby and Leon because yeah. both those fights are going to have a ton of buildup, but there's already something there between Leon a and A real Masvidal. thing, not a real fabricated thing. from the character. Yeah. In, in, in for Bilal, I think if Burns wins, then you do Burns and Bilal. I don't know. I just, I just feel like Bilal should be, he should be fighting for the title. I think that he should be the next guy for the title because there's a storyline there. It has everything that that matchup has everything it needs to exist and for it to be something fans are going to tune in for. There's yeah. a storyline. Um, but it's like, I'm just like, your reward is Shafkat Rachmanov. <laughs> that's, that's, that's crap. I'm like, that's, that's tough. That's, I mean, well, Bilal's that gangster. They hope maybe he'll uh, end up yeah. taking that fight and he'll win. And but I think that if he does, like you've got to put it in the contract. If I fight this guy and I beat him, I want a title shot. I deserve it. And then when the back half of that tweet, because I could rant and you know vouch for our boy Bilal all day. Uh, when you talk about what's next for Gaethje, he's in that prestigious, you know, exclusive club, which is the the top five of the lightweight division. It's been the same guys circulating for a long time for a very just reason and it's because the performance is like that it's because in i'm bringing up dustin poirier because i'm going to say that's who gates you should fight next that's right dustin poirier is still there when he goes out and beats michael chandler i think that they should do the gaethje and and poirier rematch and i think that this is a good fight to make because now these guys have both had multiple title shots you know gates had two I think Poirier, he's had three. He got the interim title, and then he fought Habib, and then he fought uh, Charles. You can't keep these guys there forever, okay? And I think that for Poirier, if you want to give – he's not going to fight a, a, a Mateusz Gamrod or a Armand Sarukian. Like, he's he, he's going to want something. He'll retire before he does that. Yeah. He, he, he wants I don't the elite fights or he's he wants done. elite like, fights. He's close to being done just because of how much he's done in his career anyway that – I think that's a fight that's uh, make that happen. Sign. I think up. you make it happen because then it's like the, the reality is you guys can't stay there forever. So you guys should fight again. And then whoever wins that fight can move on and fight for the belt one more time. And then whoever comes up short is going to have to be the guy contenders. to that's step like, out. And, yeah. and, and it's a good fight to create a changing of the guard at lightweight. It's yeah, something that like the contenders or you, or you, or you move on. I mean, yeah. I think that's the fight to make. Where, where you get stuck, right? That's where you end up in your career eventually. It's kind of where I ended up, right? Do I want to do I want to stick around and try to do this all over again? And I can see where Justin and and Dustin are both like, 
I'm either fighting these guys and getting my way to the top and earning my spot, or I'm. Justin yeah. even said it too. He just said it recently that he doesn't have too many more of these, right? He yeah. said it in the beginning that his career won't be that long because of the way that he goes out there and and delivers. So he's already overstayed the welcome he set for himself. I remember when he got in the UFC and he was like, "I'm going to fight like four times and be done." Yeah. And in that, that and you know, then bonuses keep coming, and, and then the like, bonuses right, keep right. coming. But I do think that, that it's time for a changing of the guard at lightweight. You know, there's a lot of great, talented fighters that are making their way up, and I think that this is a loser leaves town fight that needs to happen. Yeah, and um, and those, I, not to mention young, the first fight young, was nuts. Those young kids too. I think this is all good, right? Everybody wants to be the champion right away. Yeah, listen, some of these, you know, some of these gamrots and the Saru—they're young. Yeah speak up keep working for it keep yeah keep talking keep saying you want i mean fazib did it he yeah. got his fight and yeah. he lost i mean like, even look at poirier before he got to a title fight look how many world champs he fought yeah you know eddie alvarez a couple times you know anthony pettis like he had to go on a he, he had, had to, to defeat it. a murder's row to, to get just it. to just to get to an interim title fight yeah. so yeah all right passionate passionate fan questions good job to our listeners those were at all five yeah, I was all five. That's and five then left. this weekend, you're going to San Antonio for yeah, Corey Sandhagen. I am so excited for that. Marlon Vera. God um, dang, what a fight! Fight, excited to see San Antonio. Before we break, get you know, before you obviously we're not going to do predictions because that's a whole segment. But just give me a little. What are your thoughts on that matchup before we close out this episode round? Man, I I I I am very curious to see if Marlon's notorious kind of slow start to the fights could be a problem for him. Or if he can withstand some of the crazy knees, elbows, kicks that uh, Sanhagen brings to the table. And, and where the grappling is going to play out between these guys. Both guys are obviously known for their striking, but both guys have sick jujitsu skills as well. So I, I'm curious to see where it's going to play out. I'm going to watch a couple more of their fights, uh, obviously leading into this weekend. But um, I think it's going to be five-round bloodbath, to be completely honest with you. Oh, I think it's going to be absolute chaos. I'm so excited for this fight. Obviously, I'm a big Cheeto Vera fan. Um, I'm a fan of both these guys. And Sanhagen, his you know his style, you know, he's like the second coming. Everyone's like, when I get really like skinny, guy of Dominic Cruz, Sanhagen. When we're in the hotel, people think that I'm. I'm do yeah. Can I'm you like, ollie shuffle like him? Yet. You got the same footwork, or you got fast feet like that? No. Have you ever seen me fight? My God, I plot forward and move like a <laughs> molasses compared to that guy. Like a Terminator, Paul. Right. That's a great fight. I'm excited for it. I think, And I'm glad it's in San Antonio. You know, that yep. fight in the crowd, Apex man. is great. Apex crowd. is great, but that fight needs a crowd. That's Yeah, that would be two, two fight nights in a row for me where I get a crowd. We just at a Virgin Hotel and Casino, and now we got San Antonio. So it's yeah. nice to, to be calling fight nights, but back with the people around us that make this sport great guys yeah. let's all wish michael the best well we will next see, week we'll hear from you next week yeah yeah you know, roundup has been like roundups rolling dude rolling. why can't we just do this every week zach come on yeah, come on man get us hey. a, get us a sponsor get us a corporate dustin we've been hyping you up dustin talk to every man Poirier's talk hot to sauce every come man on. jack we'll talk to every man jack and yeah. we'll talk to uh we'll talk to dustin and his hot sauce we get hot yeah. sauce and a men's Grooming products? Yeah, come on. Come on now. That's all you need. Hey. I got to get them in the PI. We'll get all, we'll get everybody smelling nice. Yeah. Uh, Or a sandwich company, Morgan. Good call. Yeah, Morgan with the Sammies. Hey, shout out to Morgan. Shout out to Reach. Got to put up, got to, got to put up a fist for Reach. 
Love you, bro. <laughs> All right, guys, it's been UFC Roundup. Watch the fights this weekend. Sanhagen Vera is going to be absolutely fireworks. We'll be back next weekend to talk Miami. Ooh, Let's go. Yeah. <laughs>